everyone. Welcome to Riding into the Unknown. My name is Christina. And my name is Monica. And this is our 40th episode of, uh, we're in season four right now. And I can't believe how many episodes have we've done. Crazy. It's like, crazy. oh, we've been doing this for over a year now, keeping consistent with it. And because of this, I wanted to talk today about grit and perseverance and passion and how to make sure that you're determined enough to keep something going. So for us, I guess it's still the beginning of our podcast journey, but we've managed to stick through with this for such a long time that, yeah, I think it's it's worth discussing, you know, our journey, how we've got to this point and how we're still coming up with new ideas, new podcast episodes um, to record. And so there's this really interesting quote from Angela Duckworth. She's a psycholo- uh, research psychologist from the University of Pennsylvania, uh, I believe. And uh, Pennsylvania. one of her, pardon? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Um, I was listening to one of her TED Talks and she said this. She said, grit is passion and perseverance. It's, it's stamina, sticking with your future every day for years working really hard to make the future a reality. And I wanted to get your view on this, Moni. What, what does that quote in, inspire in you? What, what does it, how does it make you feel listening to those words? Um, this is the first time that I've heard these words. And to me, it just, it kind of reminds me of, for example, I don't know if I mentioned this in the previous podcast, in last week's podcast or two weeks ago, actually. But you know when I was talking about Nick Butter? Did I mention him on the podcast before? Who? Nick Butter? I don't remember him. Okay, I mentioned him right now. So it's he's basically the guy that ran a marathon in every single country. In 196 countries he ran a marathon in. And he also just recently completed, I think it was called the Great... Brit, Brit, um, the great British run or something like that and it was like tons and tons and tons of miles I think it was like two marathons a day or something crazy um, and I was listening to one of her podcasts with the not so fit couple podcast and honestly that episode just absolutely like was mind-blowing to me like it kind of these words kind of reminded me of that because he spoke about the times where he was he couldn't like do it anymore and he had like severe injuries on his legs and you know he was he didn't eat for 30 days or something crazy like that and he still kept going kept going because his mind was essentially stronger way 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 stronger than his body and I think that that's like kind of like a rare case I think like I think his just brain is way stronger than like the average person for sure to the point where even if you know he had like agonizing pain like agonizing like sore 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 pain like injury like teared his like something something I don't even know the terms but yeah and it just it was crazy and he also I remember him saying that I can't remember what country it was Oman maybe I'm not sure somewhere in the Middle East he was running and because he had to do a whole marathon but it wasn't very safe he ended up doing like a marathon around a parking lot so he ended up doing like 
tons like hundreds of laps around the parking lot to try and complete marathon and then another one that he did was in North Korea and he was talking about kind of the the differences and and how they do things like the whole stadium was so quiet and you would never get that over here like everything is so in sync and coordinated like they do boom 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 stop and the whole entire stadium was like quiet and um it was just such a different experience for him to run there and then another one was when he was running in like 60 59 degree heat 59 degree heat and he ran a marathon there and it's just crazy that like this quote are these words that you've just mentioned to me like they really remind me of him and maybe to another level but just of like you know perseverance and passion and stamina and that and, and and an advice he gave to people just to try and get better at running is just keep at it and try and run even if it's for, even if it's for short distances every single day you will get better but if I left it something that I spoke to my, one of my work colleagues it was like yeah even if I leave running for a week like I find it so much harder I feel like I'm starting from zero again so it's just turning up every day even if you're running like not even 1k like even if you're running a couple of meters just being there every single day like will help you so much more in increasing say the distances that you can run for so that's kind of what I can take up from it yeah, yeah. And what about you? I think that from this example with his name Nick Butter yeah yeah from Nick Butter's experience it seems that his belief in his goal is so strong that he his body almost forgets about the pain and it's just that mind that power in his mind that just drives him to get to where he needs to go so it's really that having that goal so present that yeah. everything else is secondary definitely and also yeah I want to talk as, as well I want to talk about the fact that this man not only is great at running but it's the effort that he consistently puts mm. on showing up every day and every day by the way running this this is a extraordinary example obviously mm. running a marathon or more every day that really shows how much work is input into making something happen and getting yourself to a certain position because having being good at something or having talent is a really small part of, an, of the equation I think putting in the, the hours, the hard work, the dedication into anything, a skill or a hobby that you want to get good at, etc., is key yeah. in, in getting good. And with, with, and with I wanted yeah. to quickly mention, sorry, before we, we change a little bit, I will link down the podcast that I listen to. I feel like if you guys are interested in listening to it, 100% recommend. I'm going to read it quickly off his little post that he wrote, if that's okay. So he said, today I finished running 5,000, actually, oh yeah, 5,240. I thought it was 52,000, I was like, what? 5,240 miles around the British mainland. That's the equivalent of 200 marathons and 128 days. Double marathon days, suffering broken bones, countless blisters, torn Achilles, pulled hamstrings, flipped meniscus, and battling through so many mental barriers. The amazing team and I made it happen. The weather was wild at times. The crowds of selfless runners utterly brilliant. And my love of nature and the outdoors has grown exponentially. 
hashtag Ron Britain is now complete. So yeah, Ron Britain, not, I, I said the great British Ron, sorry. Today, with the help of my brilliant team and with the most wonderful group of people running with me, my feet can now rest. The best bit? I can now spend time writing about the challenge for a new book. I can spend time with my family, Nikki and Poppy again. And I can, if I want to, just go for a short run, no more than 12 hours a day. More posts coming soon with thank yous, videos and news from the 196 Foundation and more. So he's got his own foundation where basically you can donate 1.96. You can only donate that amount, no more, no less. £1.96 to the foundation and essentially they help different charities and different causes that you can actually submit the own cause that you want them to help and then there's one that wins at the end of the year so um continuing on runners family friends sponsors donors supporters fans followers I owe it to you thank you so much you got me there this is there's a great deal more to say and many more thank yous but for now I'm putting my phone down taking my trainers off having a shower and sleeping maybe a little jog tomorrow though too so Mel's completed 5,255, Mel's remaining zero. Overall step count, 12 million-ish. 12 million-ish step count. Hours spent running, 1,400. Pairs of trainers, 14. Showers, seven. People who have run with me, 1,560, which is amazing. And then he talks about his body weight and body fat. But that is incredible. I just had that to, is so powerful to say that. so yeah. inspiring and yeah something I you think it's like only gods can do something like that you mm -hmm. know but it's it goes back to that just insane willpower and crazy yeah and just just keep going I just I just love it and it also shows that he's also having this growth mindset, you know, like he can show up the next day and keep going. There's no limits for him, mm -hmm. you know? And definitely. yeah. Wow. I, I definitely want to listen to this um, podcast episode that you yeah, mentioned. So, I'll link yeah. it to it. I feel like it really we'll motivated me because I've started getting into running and listening to that was like, wow, whenever I'm running, I'm like, I can do a bit more. Come on, you can do a bit more. So it's crazy just how strong the brain can actually be and it's so beautiful sorry I'm kind of deviating I'll finish up quickly but it was so beautiful how he explained how it wasn't just about the running but it was about the community and the people that actually joined him in the run and also how much he learned from actually being in these countries and the fact that so many people don't have you know food and drink and just how different life is in different countries and he learned so much and it just widened his perspective so much so yeah just it made me want to travel as well but yeah that's amazing and I mean the something that I picked up from what from what you read from his um sort of experience is that he also un underwent lots of different injuries and I feel like in my mind he is really inspirational but I wouldn't <laughs> be sort of encouraging people to do the oh, same 100 you know what I mean like you're yeah you only have one body like don't go and break your Achilles yeah 100 like, percent. like your bones he literally but, uh, said if I tried to find a doctor they would be like you need to take a break you need exactly. to take a break and he said that's not what I want to hear I want to continue and I think his uh, brother is a doctor so yeah he just wanted a doctor and a psychologist this that could help him and tell him like no you're going you're keep you're gonna keep continuing because he just can't stop 
like he can't not continue so yeah obviously that's like a different scenario and a different situation and I obviously would advise to take a break and stop and and so on but I think once you're in such a big mission it's just that you know like obession and focus that you have of, of your goal that you don't want to let it go yeah it's, it's really so. about how bad do you, do you want it you know yeah like are you willing to risk it all are you willing and... to risk your meniscus <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, actually, this weekend, uh, just a couple of days ago, I went and supported a friend. Uh, she was running a half marathon, and oh, she yeah. smashed it. it. was great. And just watching people run and, like, undertake this, like, amazing feat, I was like, wow, I'd love to, like, do that one day, you know? And it just, I mean, I've not been running at all whatsoever. So, yeah, I, yesterday I bumped into a colleague uh, from work after leaving the gym and she was like oh like I just came back from a run if you want to go on a run together I'm like this is all a oh, sign I need to go join her on my yeah. um, runs it's but so um yeah I definitely would love to do it and it's taking me back to the days where I mean to the days it, like a couple months ago when I actually uh, started running a, a bit more and I would just run because I love just discovering new areas and just run 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 but my legs would hurt a lot because I would probably not maybe I hadn't run in like almost a year and then I'd run like 7k 7k (laughs) yeah and you can run 7k well that's what happened that's crazy (laughs) I can't do that much then my leg I I think I've explained this already in the podcast and in like previous seasons but like my leg hurt a lot so I'm thinking back to Nick Buster's example he has a point like keep going but yeah not like I'm also like him. No, I'm not like him. But I'm also in of the mindset of like keep going. It's all in your head. But sometimes your body just cannot take it, and you just have to tell yourself, okay. Yeah, stop. I mean, it's even him, his body could not physically time. take it anymore. But he still yeah. was going. You yeah. know but what that's I mean? A, that's it's the little point I wanted to make. Obviously, like he's super amazing, but do not put your body yeah, through absolute course, shit course, yeah. when when it's going to be detrimental in the longer term but anyway yeah. that's just Guys, let us comment. know if you're you know an avid runner if you're interested in running or if you've recently going into it or if you hate it absolutely hate it let us know would be really interested in yeah. that actually no money maybe we need to follow all of us we have to follow money on strava <laughs> and see how she's doing because she's a you're doing quite well yeah I, I don't think it's coming up on strava but i've got it saved on my fitbit so i could probably publish okay, cool. it somewhere cool, yeah cool. but yeah now moving on with the podcast um, <laughs> that was such an interesting uh, story. Thank you so much for sharing, Moni. I wanted to talk about the the TED Talk that I was listening to. It wasn't a TED Talk. It was a TED conversation with Angela Duckworth. And I really like Angela. I, I discovered her a few months back. Uh, one of my friends recommended I listen to this podcast called No Stupid Questions. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's really cool. Um, she co-hosts the podcast with Stephen Dubner. And basically talks a lot about different topics uh, of psychology. And they're super exciting. They're not very long episodes either. So you just listen to it. I used to listen to it when I was cooking or maybe going for a walk or something like that. And essentially, uh, that's how I found out about um, Angela Duckworth. And in this conversation, in the conversation, she gives some advice into how to make sure that you you have your you have grit you know how to make the most of 
your current situation. So uh, I've written down like her three points. The first one is to have a curious conversation with people. So for example, going out to someone you admire or going out to someone whose work you're uh, curious about and you want to know more about. So just talk about their work and maybe someone who don't you don't really know what they're doing, but you just want to learn more about, have a conversation with them. And that's something that I really have enjoyed from being uh, from working in the office right now, because you can literally just get up and talk to a random person in the office and be like, hey, what do you actually do? And just sit next to them. Most people are, I mean, unless they're like really stressed, most people are nice enough to um, give you a, a moment of their time and just talk through um, their area of expertise. And especially at our stage of their careers money, we are complete beginners in most aspects of in the workplace. So it's really useful to do this kind of thing. Just like, it's not even shadowing someone. It's like a tiny, it's a tiny fraction of that. Just like for a few, like an hour, half an hour, just be like, hey, can I book time in your diary? And it could also be done um, if you're working from home, but it's a little harder. Um, have you had the chance to do anything like that lately? like um shadow someone at work or or just like have a conversation with someone you were like oh I really wonder like what you do what is quality assurance <laughs> yeah definitely I think because I've been going into the office three times a week it's been really really helpful in terms of asking people questions what they're working on and even people pointing out things that like of my projects and me talking to them about my projects so yeah it's definitely so much more beneficial being in the office and for example in terms of also just I have a body so I'll be like oh can you help me with this can you help me with that and it's just so much easier to get that contact so yeah definitely I will be trying to um make more friends in the office now that they've increased the capacity so there's more people coming in so I think it should be kind of good of me to just go around and like talk to people but I love that yeah, yeah. generally like at the very beginning when I was in the office I was a bit shy like I'm like I don't know anyone like could I even talk to you know like because I wanted to ask people questions but I'm like I don't know if they all seem so busy I feel like I'm bothering them but mm. most, most of the time it's fine and the other day, I think it was Friday, I overheard, I was like eavesdropping on someone's conversation and they were talking about squash and I was like, oh, I love squash. So I was like, oh, are you guys talk about like setting something up um, in squash, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, yeah, like we're trying to book this uh, core like next mm. week or something. And they were like, oh, you want to join us? I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, and so like it's happening. We It's happening actually next week. So we're going to go play squash some people from work um and then I'm also trying to set up something uh with another bunch of people from work I'm trying to organize some badminton games as well so it's like it's gonna be good lots of opportunities to get to know people like in a social manner but also because it's people from work you can you don't have to talk about work all the time obviously but just building that relationship like we were talking about in one of our episodes a couple of weeks ago just like that networking with people in your office is so helpful for you know in future um like for instance I went to a few socials with work and I met some colleagues that I really wasn't working like directly with but then I'd see them in the office and then it's so much easier because they know you already so if you're asking for the uh, if you're asking them for a favor or just 
uh, help with anything or something like that, they're like, oh yeah, Christina, no problem, I'll help you out because you already have that report with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but and yeah, also if you know your work colleagues ask you for like going out for drinks or going for lunch or just different things like I remember I went with a team it was like the bridges team and the structures team and I'm not part of their team in my office but I decided to go with them and I met so many great people we had chats it was great one of my other friends also came along and she spoke to them and it was just so nice so definitely take the opportunity and most of the time when I'm in the office I do go out for lunch with my work colleagues rather than just like sit on my own with my phone or whatever um because you have you have great chats and you make new friendships so definitely encourage that yeah I love that that's so good as well like when you get to go to the office and just having lunch with people just like yeah a great way to, or, to or going to the coffee machine and having a chat with someone at the coffee machine it's really lovely or just going into the kitchen and talking to someone in the kitchen it's really nice to get that human interaction yeah for sure we if, when, with our team we go on our lunchtime walks and oh, I, love that. I, I tend to go most of the time sometimes I don't because they walk really fast and I just can't keep up so do you have lunch before your your walks or after uh after so, the, so how long is your lunch break and like how long do they go for a walk for we don't have like a set lunch break um because my team is just really like good like we just say take however long you need you know oh really um, so you don't have like yeah, an hour yeah. you you can do whatever you want like literally so like you can take two hours for done. lunch. I mean, you could, but I don't do that. Like, why would I need two hours? You know what I mean? So how long do um, you I feel like walk? everybody is very, it's not like the way my team works is not that we're not, oh, you haven't done your work. It's like everyone is responsible for their own thing, you know? And it's like, there's that trust between colleagues. It's good. Okay. I like it. Um. Yeah, because on the first day I was like, oh, how long is lunch? And they were like, oh, don't worry, just take however long you want, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's not an answer. <laughs> and I was like, panic mode, like, oh, what do they mean by that? <laughs> yeah, because for us, they give us an hour. But I also feel like they're lenient. Like, if you take an hour and a half, they're not going to, like, scream at you or anything. As some yeah. people might take two hours. That's okay. Like, yeah. I guess as you're kind of, the good thing is if you're trying to stick to an hour, then that's fine. As long as you're not taking like three hours or anything. Mm-hmm. Or like if you take a bit longer, then you can work a bit longer afterwards. Yeah, I think as we work quite long hours, it's quite flexible. Um, I was trying to do some um, flat viewings and my boss was just like, yeah, if you need to leave early, just leave early. You know? No way. Um, yeah. And like uh, I had to study for this test. Um, you need to get like, because I work in construction, you need to get... Uh, sort of like card that states that you can work on site on your own you know like the safety mm-hmm. uh, precautions to be taken etc and uh yeah my my line manager was like oh if you need like just to take a like just a chunk of time to like revise for your test like you can just do that at your desk like no problem oh really and you can do that as part of their hours yeah yeah, yeah. I mean because that, well, that's what I said like we'll just make up for the hours like that's so good yeah so it's good it's flexible I always feel weird about things like that I don't know I'm like no it should be yeah like, but it, no it's, it's a it's a good atmosphere I quite like yeah, it I love that yeah and I um, feel like my company's the same yeah it's good we, we got lucky mm-hmm. um but yeah sorry so I was talking about because we're going on so many tangents <laughs> and I love it no no issues there but 
on the point of um, Angela's advice, another one was to be introspective. And we've lo- talked about introspection quite a lot. And she said to be introspective in order to find out what you like. So, you know, go for a walk. Like, what do you actually enjoy doing? What are your favorite pastimes, hobbies, etc.? What do you actually really hate? Like, what's boring to you? And what subjects did you not like in school or uni or what like actually you, you think about and you're like oh I really would not like doing that that sort of will help you realize what your driver is and then having that in mind you'll be able to really work hard towards that goal because if you don't have a goal in mind it's hard to keep consistent and keep motivated like we were bringing it back to creating this this podcast and now I'm thinking about it I'm like Money, we don't actually have a goal in mind. <laughs> we're just kind of like, you know, what? through. Yeah. But I think where's the split between having a goal in mind and also being consistent? Because that's the same thing with the podcast at the moment. I feel like we're creating content that we like to create, but we don't have sort of a goal in mind at the moment. And that's the same thing with my gym journey at the moment. Like I'm trying to be really consistent with three times a week. And I know that if I miss a day, it's going to just be bad because it's going to spiral and it's going to kind of be a domino effect. But I don't have a goal in terms of this is how I want to look like, or this is how I'm, I want to, this is how much I want to lift, or this is what I'm trying to achieve or anything like that. Like I'm just trying to make it part of my daily life. Uh, with no goal in mind so yeah what's your thoughts on that between now that I'm reflecting and being introspective on this and I agree with you there is no set clear goal with the podcast or your gym uh, journey but I think the goal itself for us is to just be consistent like that is the goal yeah itself same with gym so in, in doing the podcast regularly we are achieving this goal and we are also trying, we are figuring out what sort of topics we like to discuss, what our best way to share stories, share experiences and knowledge is as well. You know, how do we organize our research or how do we mm-hmm. talk about what we want to get a point across? Is? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it would be good to have sort of like an end goal wow but like how do you quantify it because obviously for me I don't want to quantify it in terms of numbers because that is not within our control yeah so the number of listens that doesn't matter I mean I don't even know because you're the one who controls um all of that stuff so I don't even know how many people listen to the podcast but I don't want to know you know I mean obviously there is something that can be this is like we're bringing the behind the scenes in front of the scenes like we're talking about the the ins and outs of the of the podcast but like we do need to do better in terms of marketing so that more, it, it reaches more people etc and that's probably not our forte so that's probably something that we could work on yeah. but at the same time I'm just enjoying the process and it's it's something that we're we're trying to improve which each, each passing week definitely each passing episode, I think there's no there shouldn't be that much pressure of like oh wow we're not reaching our goal because this yeah. specific number hasn't been met yeah another thing as well is we at the moment we're trying to be consistent because if we focus too much on the goals 
of oh this and that then we're gonna forget about the fact that we need to be consistent every single day and I think also it's really important to know it's very difficult to actually manage a podcast and have a full-time job of like nine to half five that I personally have plus going to the gym you know like three and times having a, week a life during the week <laughs> so that already takes up like my whole afternoon plus having to obviously like cook for myself and not have takeaway every night like I cook for myself every single day three times three times a day and just doing things that you have to do in life and trying to have a social life on top of that and just commuting and everything and trying to plan for the podcast ahead trying to plan the topics so yeah it's 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 a little bit hard um which is why I feel like we're trying our best to just keep the consistency and focus on that first before we sit down and plan out like a full mind map of this is where we're trying to reach this is our goal this is how we are going to strategize our marketing this is how we're going to do our marketing strategy this is how we're going to do our blah 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 because it's hard like we still need we still have a couple of youtube videos that we need to upload we need to edit more than a couple you know um so hopefully we're going to improve this is our journey and we are kind of openly discussing the struggles through the the having writing onto the unknown essentially so I think we can do better for sure but for now I think we're just focusing on the consistency and then after that we're going to focus on sort of the quality of the episodes and trying to be how can we make them of the highest quality as possible after we focused on the sort of um, consistency because consistency in itself is quite a hard thing to keep up let's be honest you know sometimes we have to postpone them a little bit we have to change dates because I'm busy with my things Chris is busy with her things we need to agree a time that we're both free we need to agree a time of who's going to do the Instagram who's going to do the caption who's going to do the description who's going to upload it so there's a lot of things sort of as a whole in trying to organize this thing and we we do it every single week so every time we record it's always weekly so we need to find like at least once a week to record everything um and plan in advance and, and so on and so forth but but yeah yeah I think we delegate our activities quite well and with regards to the continuous improvement I think since our season one we've always tried to bring something new to Mm -hmm. integrate something new into the podcast so we started I mean (laughs) we tried to start our YouTube channel and that still needs a bit of work Mm -hmm. and we also tried to improve our podcast by bringing up the book club that we mentioned or bring in guests as well that we haven't done this season yet but we did quite well in the previous seasons things like that trying to play with new things you know we realized having guests was amazing but then we thought wait a second actually this is really difficult to get someone to be free at the same time that we both are free that's three people having free time and their schedule in the week you know we're all busy people and it, it was really difficult to maintain and also because like we have a limited amount of friends <laughs> whether yeah. we like it or not and so it was it was difficult to maintain and that's why we made the decision of okay let's focus on other areas for the new season which we have done and something that's really positive I think is that we allow ourselves to take a break between seasons so that's when we really have time to have our creative moment and say okay how can we improve 
And so we had our summer off and we thought, hey, we could do this next season. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe for season five, we'll have a deep discussion about our marketing strategy. Who knows? But for, for now, now, we're going to focus on on the book club, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. So, so am I. So am I. Um, I hope you you've been reading your your book at home or a new morning as well. Yeah. Um, Prisoners of Geography by Tim Marshall. Um, really, really good book. Um, so we've got that episode coming up soon. And lastly, last piece of advice from Angela. We're going in and out from from her advice. Last piece of advice was really simple. It was to do anything, to do something, to just learn by doing. And even if you make the wrong decision, learn from it. You know, just like if you fail, get back up and have that maybe negative experience of failure turn into a positive opportunity that you can learn from and then potentially not make the same mistake and be better at the end of it. So yeah I with that I also wanted to talk about resilience and we've talked about resilience quite a bit as well in the podcast I feel like there are a lot of topics that are quite uh that are recurring um but resilience is basically defined as I've got the, the definition here it's defined as the ability to cope with challenges problems and setbacks that you face in your life and this allows you to become stronger because of them so I was looking at some research by Dr. Martin Seligman. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's also a professor from the University of Pennsylvania. And he his research basically revolves around uh, the positive psychology movement. He was um, a strong promoter of this. Many people consider him sort of like the father of, of this branch of uh, psychology. And so his research into thought patterns uh, looked at how a person's optimistic or pessimistic outlook had an impact or how it affected their likelihood uh, towards success. And so there's three key components that he broke them down into. So those are permanence, pervasiveness, and personalization. So basically just brief descriptions for you if, if you don't know what these are. Uh, I mean, I didn't know what they were before either. So permanence basically is the belief that negative events and or their causes are per- permanent, even when evidence, logic, and past experience indicate that they are probably temporary. So examples of this can include, you know, being able to cope with high levels of uncertainty and in like most situations or adapting quickly to different things that are happening. And then pervasiveness is the tendency to generalize so that negative features of one situation are thought to extend to others. So for instance, being able to relax and keep things into perspective would be an example or being able to recover quickly after a major setback. And lastly, we've got uh, personalization, which is um, basically tending to attribute negative events to one's own flaws or to outside circumstances or other people. So in a crisis situation, you'd probably calm yourself and focus on taking actions that are useful instead of like just panicking. And another example could also be trying 
to do things in a, in a new way. So this, um, I thought was so good to be reading because I don't know about you, Moni, but like, I felt that I'm doing quite well on this scale, if mm-hmm. I do say so myself, you know? Um, just like because of the mindset that we've tried to instill in ourselves and through experiences over the past few years, we've recognized that, you know, dwelling too much on the negative and spiraling down into a black hole doesn't help you. And it's easier said than done, but through that, getting that knowledge of, okay, yeah, this hasn't gone well, but doesn't matter. Let's get right back up. It really benefits you in the long term. Yeah. So I, I wanted to hear from your experience, Money. Can you think of any example recently where you felt, you know, whether you you have been resilient or you really haven't been resilient? And how do you think learning about these? I mean, maybe you knew them already, but learning about these three um, key components would help uh, improve that situation or, or maybe you already knew it. Mm, good question, actually. I've not really thought about it I've not really thought of it resilience I really like that you mentioned this and it's kind of the core three p's when it comes to resilience permanence pervasiveness and personalization and I hadn't come across this whole sort of concept I guess before so I'm also learning at the same time and I I really really like this in terms of personal experience that I feel I've been resilient in recently um you can have your time to think about it yeah (laughs) yeah I think maybe for me like the most recent example you you know about this money (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um I mean I'm just gonna go ahead and rant on the podcast (laughs) please please um, I'm I'm looking um for a place to live in in uh in this near this new job because quite far from where my previous uh, place and I'm being so ambiguous here but (laughs) anyway essentially I had secured a place and then there was like issues with a landlord do I want to get into it probably yes (laughs) yeah a home Um, basically a place just, just so I can get it out but um yeah essentially the landlord demanded some illegal payments that I was not willing to give because first of all it was illegal to be asked to be to be asking me to pay money in advance without having signed a uh, contract yeah and second of all yeah not having signed a contract I was going to be extremely vulnerable like with no guarantee you know being yeah, I feel like I 100%. want to get into it, but not getting into it. So it's like, <laughs> maybe not very clear. But Basically, the, you the just point is, s- point is, sussed out something that was a bit dodgy and illegal. And you were like, I need a step back out back. of here. Exactly. So the point is, I was disappointed, let's say, because I thought I finally had to find a place after struggling for almost two months now. I'm like looking yeah. for a place for so long. I'm still staying at the hotel. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this hotel is great, but, you know, it would be nice to have my own place. Definitely. And essentially, that was quite annoying because I had spent a lot of time looking for a place. But instead of, you know, breaking down and being like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening to me again, because I had already 
also secured a place beforehand and that also fell through because of other mm-hmm. very suspicious activity from the landlord um yeah i don't know why this happens to me you're not having any luck are you, very, you really like, dodgy uh, landlords i mean I'm not saying all landlords are i'm sure there's very good For landlords sure. out there my landlord is amazing um but these ones that i'm trying to contact are not very good <laughs> so um essentially going back to the to resilience i was thinking to myself okay well i've gone through this process twice already and it hasn't worked out just keep trying you know like there's no use in breaking down like that is not going to resolve anything and looking at at these points that i i just sort of talked about basically for example pervasiveness is this is an example of pervasiveness because i have inherently become stronger and more self-aware by going through these challenging experiences because i've just gone through it so often maybe the first time i was a bit more upset second time around i was like eh, yeah it's a bit annoying and then the third time i'm sure if it gets cancelled again i would be really stressed out but i won't be as affected because i already know that i can bounce right back and get through it no matter what definitely so that that is basically the example i know i went Really that was a really good way. example though <laughs> I feel like that was the perfect example for this I'm kind of struggling a little bit here to come up with something since I've not really faced anything sort of challenging in the last couple of weeks um thank god you know for that I've not yeah I've not really <laughs> kind of faced any challenges like so far I guess nothing kind of major I've been kind of quite on routine for the last couple of weeks so I've not had any like big changes or big challenges or anything like that maybe some resilience to do with um little things at work I guess that I could maybe point out but nothing that kind of stands out to me so okay I think it's also to do with perception like you may compare my example and think oh nothing is like that but it doesn't have to be you can be resilient with like small things as well as you say something at work for example maybe you had some questions and you weren't sure could you ask and then you you reached out to someone and then instead of feeling you know like you couldn't really you know understand something now you such a good example such a good example I'm working on a project and at first I would I was given the brief and task and as soon as I was, was giving it, I was like, I don't know what to do. I was like, oh my goodness, I literally don't know what to do. So I got in contact with the person that gave me the task and the other person that was working with us. And I set up a meeting and I was like, hey, can you guys help me? And I asked so many questions because I was not sure about things. And I was like, I'm going to ask all the questions that I need. And then I went on with the task and then I asked again and I was like, am I doing this right? Am I on the right lines? And then I got in contact with the other person and I was like, could you, because they hadn't done the task that I had to do. And they got in contact with another person to help me. And it's just that sort of resilience and keep going. And instead of being sat there, not knowing what to do and just being confused, I reached out as many times as I needed to. And now I feel like I have a good grasp on what I need to do on the task at hand and it's just so much easier for myself now to ask questions and I don't know when I'm stuck now I don't let myself just sit there not and not know what to do I'm a very I've definitely proven that aspect I constantly ask now 
no matter how simple, how easy something may be, whether it's how to use the printer, which might sound basic, I'm still going to ask. You know, I had some issues with my laptop a couple of days. I was messaging the IT person. I was messaging every single, like I spoke to a couple of people in the office. I was like, hey, is your internet working? Like, I don't know why I was. And then this guy like helped me and came to my laptop and helped me out and just even if as simple as that, like how to use a printer and just really easy things or a little bit more complex things that are to do with technical knowledge on the actual projects that I'm working on. Just no matter what, just having that practice of asking questions just becomes second nature essentially. And you don't overthink it because I used to think, oh, is this too silly to ask? And should I ask this? And you overthink it. You're like, what are they going to think about me? Now I just ask it. I don't care what they think about me. I ask it. That's it. Yeah, I love so, that. There's yeah. no stupid questions like the podcast. 100%. 100%. <laughs> my manager told me that when I got on the job, he was like, ask as many questions that you want as, as you want. There's no stupid questions. There's no silly questions. I was like, yeah, that's something exactly. I need to hear. And it's something that I definitely needed to hear when I was at uni I didn't ask and now that when I go back at uni I'm gonna ask so many questions so so many questions so yeah yeah I love that and it's such good practice I do have that minor regret from university I didn't ask enough questions while I was there there's it's kind of a tears one guess. feels like you don't you don't even know what you don't know so you don't know mm. what to ask and I feel it's what you should do in that situation especially because we're in a fortunate situation whereby we are complete new people in the company they we are not expected to know much Definitely. so for me I feel perhaps more at ease with people who are closer to my age because they feel my pain let's say they understand what I'm going through because I've just gone through it maybe a couple years back Definitely. and asking the more silly questions doesn't seem like oh they should know this already kind of thing definitely like if you were to ask someone more senior because they're, they're less not less able but like maybe it is harder for them to relate yeah um, I understand but at the same time I feel like you should still ask yeah that yeah, senior person definitely. like 100% because I'm like most of the people Not, that I interact with on a daily basis are way more senior than I am like they're all you know senior senior engineers or senior managers or whatever I don't really interact with anyone that's sort of on my level of expertise so I kind of have to be used to asking them questions and yeah I, know, that, I agree yeah yeah something that I'm trying to get better at is as we were talking about earlier trying to ask the right questions as well as opposed to just asking questions for the sake of asking. Of course, ask for the sake of asking if you don't know something, but also trying to ask the right questions. And I think the more you get used to asking questions, the more you start to realize, okay, what is it that I'm trying to achieve with this project or whatever? And what is it that I'm trying to find out? And then actually strategize your questions in order to fulfill that, that goal rather than exactly. oh what's that, this and how big is the project and how much did it do just generic questions like try and make them specific yeah that's what I was wanting to say as well so you were talking about having a buddy for example I ask people who are in more my age or that have recently started maybe they've been working for a year or two stuff that is more general because I know that anyone could answer that and I feel mm -hmm. I can they're more approachable 
but for the more technical questions where I need someone with specific knowledge, then yes, I would go for, to someone more senior. Definitely. But I would make sure that before going to them, I would jot down my main most important questions and then I will ask them first. And then if I have time, I'll ask the, remain, the remainder of them. But focus on, on the top two or top three yeah. to really make the most of my interaction because maybe they're very busy. So um, I'm sat next to senior uh, project manager in, in the office and he seems like he's doing stuff Super busy. so oh. I'm I'm working on something helping him out with something and I have a doubt so I make sure okay what exactly do you need from him so that you can ask really quickly and you minimize like obviously sometimes they'll have time for you but in a particular instance when yeah. you need information what they might you- not be. so you want to be as uh what is the word efficient as possible concise yeah 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 you know what I feel like I'm a little bit bad because sometimes I'm talking to like the senior like you know associate like senior associate of like the whole company and I'm asking him like super just constantly asking questions as opposed to saying okay this is what I want this 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 and I just ask him the one message I'm like message he replies message he replies message he replies and I'm like okay if he's replying clearly he has time to answer my question so that's how I think about it I'm like okay well if I'm asking this and he's replying then he clearly has the time to answer my question if that makes sense as opposed yeah, to I thinking think, oh he doesn't have time I think yeah that's totally valid I think that it's different if it's online and in person because if it's online oh, okay. the question is submitted they can reply whenever they're free oh yeah true whereas if it's in person you can see, you know, if they're running around, maybe it's not a good time to interrupt oh, definitely, them. Definitely. If they're like with their headset on and they're in a meeting, definitely do not interrupt them. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. But if it's in a message, yes, yeah, definitely. Just send them a message. If they're busy, they will not reply. If they're free, they will maybe, hopefully. Yeah. And there's no issue. So I, yeah, I recommend you keep messaging them because what you have nothing to lose. Um, something that I, I used to do when, um, in my first internship, I remember... I sat in an office across from my supervisor and I basically had so many questions because I was like completely lost but obviously I wasn't going to get up and like knock on his door every two seconds so I made a big list of like okay can you explain to me this this, 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 and like lots of things and I would go through it like sit with him and be like okay can you explain go through this thing again blah, blah blah and we'd like talk about it and have like a long session of like re-explaining or explaining things in more depth mm-hmm. but yeah obviously back then like well first of all it wasn't working from all it was in person so when it's in person it could be helpful to just book a time with someone because yeah. if you really need if it's like you just need to ask two questions you don't need to pick a time but if you think you'd really benefit from having like one-on-one time with someone and learn from them just book a time like half an mm-hmm. hour is fine yeah. Um, but yeah, last thing I wanted to just say before we wrap up, it's something you mentioned that um, I wanted that I picked up on is that oh thank God nothing has happened to me that's been like massively challenging, and in a way I'm I'm thankful for that, but in another way I'm just thinking that challenges sometimes they are I mean it's so, so like oh my god they're a gift not really the gift is not the right word but they are opportunities as we were mentioning and yes challenges can be annoying but then they make you such a stronger person at the end of it and definitely those experiences like 
I'm living so far away from home right now, but I wouldn't be able to thrive in this situation if I hadn't gone through my fair share of challenges along the way. Yeah, I think challenges, you can either seek them yourself and try and look for them, or they can also come unexpectedly through your journey. So personally, lately, I've not been seeking any Obviously, I've had my first share of challenges. It's not like I've had none, but I'm just saying to sort of like a big scale where I'm like, whoa, that was such a huge challenge. I've had many challenges through work, through my daily life, things like that, of course, but none that have like hugely stood out to me, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, essentially the challenges, you can either choose them to make you grow because challenges will make you grow and 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 make you improve but also challenges appear in your life that you can't control and that you have to learn from and grow from and and it's part of our everyday life to no matter how sort of difficult or or easy these may be we all have them in our lives so just because I said I haven't experienced any challenges of course I have whether that's you know a mental challenge whether that's been a physical challenge whether that's been an emotional challenge we all go through them every single day of our lives but um yeah that's yeah, something that I, no, I, I love that and as you said sometimes we seek challenges and going back to passion and perseverance you find finding your passion like often requires to step out of your comfort zone and that's when you discover things that you hadn't been exposed to before and you really find what you you're meant to be doing if you want to call it like that what you want to you find your why you know your purpose mm-hmm. you, the reason why you get up in the morning etc definitely so I I think that this, this has been such a great conversation just about resilience and grit and uh, determination all of those like buzzwords that you want to put on your CV but mm-hmm. <laughs> in reality are so useful to have as uh, core self skills so yeah Hope that you enjoyed listening to us today. Do you have anything else to add, Moni? No, that's it for me for today. Yeah. Lovely to have you um, with us as always. And yeah, if you aren't already, um, make sure that you are reading (laughs) the book for a book club, uh, Prisoners of Geography. We will be discussing it um, soon. And yeah, have a great week. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.